Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. We are at episode 106, and today we're going to talk about the pastor and politics. We're going there, folks. Let's pray. Lord, we need your help. I need wisdom and guidance as we're shepherding people, your people across this land, and even in different places around the world. We need wisdom on how to engage politically, and even categories to think through about what is what is politics, and what can we differ on, and what is the law of God that we can't differ on as believers in Christ, and as people who believe in the inerrancy and the authority of Scripture. So give me wisdom as I talk about this. I trust you will. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, first off, in one month, October 16th and 17th, we are doing Pastor Camp, and this is the launch of our inaugural fall event as the Shepherd's Crook, and so if you have pastor team, if you have a group of men at your church interested in pastoral ministry or just even curious and would just enjoy hearing about pastoral ministry, even if they're not wanting to be an elder one day, well, bring them. We would love for you to come. It's at Guard of the Gods in Sangling County, Illinois, and it's a free event. You bring your camping gear. you got to bring all your own food. You bring everything. We're not supplying anything other than just the just hosting the event, and we want you to join us. It's a Friday, Saturday, and we'll be doing some hiking and some, some climbing a little bit, and it'll be a lot of fun. Just come, get there. If you have any questions, please just reach out, reach out to me, and I'll, and I'll give you a little bit more details. But it should be a good time. So please put that on your calendar and do your best to make it. October the 16th and the 17th. Guard of the Gods in Illinois. All right. The pastor in politics. Uh, guys, I don't have to tell you, it's a hostile environment right now when it comes to the Facebook world, Twitter world, and things going on in your congregation. And you have John MacArthur on one side of this uh, conversation about politics and who you should and shouldn't vote for. And you got Tim Keller on the other side of uh, the political spectrum saying who uh, who you can and can't. He didn't say anything about who you can't vote for. But I'm going to use these two guys as examples of what I'm talking about here today. So let, let's just quickly go through these two examples. And then I want to look at the scriptures and speak about how the scriptures address each one of these situations. Okay, so first, John MacArthur came out with a statement saying that if you're a real Christian, a true Christian, you cannot vote for Joe Biden in this election. You cannot vote for the Biden-Harris platform. And let me just go ahead and show my cards in the beginning here. I fully agree with that. I absolutely fully agree with that. One of the things I don't agree with is that John MacArthur said in the same statement that uh, the true Christians will be voting for Trump. Now, I happen to be voting for Trump this year, and I'm, I'm outing myself here. You might not be, and I'm not going to make a case that you, you should be voting for anybody here. I'm just saying that I do agree with MacArthur saying it is a clearer case about who you cannot vote for. And we're going to get to more of that here in a little bit. So that's MacArthur on one side. And then we have Keller on the other side. And Tim Keller came out with a statement last week basically defending the, the idea that we could be faithful, Jesus-loving, Bible-believing Christians and vote for the Biden-Harris campaign. And he basically just said, we shouldn't be coming out and saying you should be voting for this person or shouldn't be vote, voting for that person. And I actually agree with some of what he says, which is uh, the, the side that says, I don't think we should be endorsing a candidate saying that Christians should be voting for this platform. Again, I think it's a lot easier to say that Christians shouldn't be voting for this person, whoever it is. And I think we have an obligation to say that. Like, I think we're obligated as Christians to not vote for for Joe Biden for, for several reasons. Okay, let, let's think biblically. When we think about politics and the charge pastors are given to not talk about politics, that everybody is told, don't talk about politics from the pulpit, okay? I want, I want to help you think through these categories in a different way. We are to talk about the law of God from the pulpit. 
Where the scriptures speak, we are to speak. And when they speak clearly, we are to speak clearly. When the scriptures give room for for different interpretations or differing understandings or just nuance, then we should have room for different understandings or nuance. But when the scriptures speak prophetically and clearly about obedience and disobedience, then we should speak clearly about obedience and disobedience, not just in the local church, but also in the world. You see, the law of God is comprehensive. It's not just for the people of God. It's for the world as well. And that's one of the things that I think we miss as Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christians, is that the law of God is binding on everybody. It's not just binding for Christians. It's binding on everybody in different ways. But the law of God is authoritative. Let's just think of two issues that are really easy and really clear. First, sodomite marriage. Does the Bible speak to homosexual marriage? Well, there's no such thing. Because the Bible defines marriage. The Bible defines marriage as one man and one woman together for a lifetime. Married. This is the two becoming one flesh. The Old Testament speaks to this in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. And then the New Testament speaks to this when Jesus defines marriage. When there's a group of people who come and ask him about divorce, he defines marriage in the Genesis way. This is clear throughout the Bible. Then in the New Testament, if you're to be an elder, you've got to be a husband of one wife. You can't be a polygamist. You can't be running around with multiple wives. The Bible speaks clearly about this. And then Romans chapter 1, several places throughout the New Testament, sodomy is sin. And so is any sort of attempt to come together in a union or so-called marriage that is wicked and vile, not just within the Christian community, within any nation or state. And so it's not a political issue. Now, when people come alongside and say, well, that should be, that's just political. There's room for wiggle room here and we can, we can vote for candidates who affirm that kind of stuff. No, you can't. Not if you're wanting to be biblically faithful. That's wicked and it's vile. Let's think about abortion. So now we're at sodomite marriage and then abortion. Abortion is murder. I mean, friends, don't minimize abortion or somehow get buddy-buddy with this idea that we can be pro-life from the womb to the tomb and because I believe these other systems are better for life outside of the womb, I'm going to go ahead and vote for them because it's a net win. That is so wicked to take your economic policies and your ideas about how life flourishes on this side of the womb and say, well, I'm going to vote for them and then vote for the murder of millions of babies. That, you're complicit. If you vote for an abortion-affirming platform, you are complicit in murder. That's just the way it is. You may say, well, that's pretty hard. Friends, you'll be held accountable by God. And if you're not forgiven at the cross, you're going to experience the wrath of God one day. This is not an issue that the world can just, you know, they're complicit with murder. And the Biden-Harris campaign, they are literally for letting babies of botched abortions die on the medical table. I mean, sit with that for a second. That's why this is not a political issue. And that's why I agree with John MacArthur that we cannot, in good conscience, as Christians, vote for the Biden-Harris campaign. If you vote for politicians that affirm that, you are in sin. And that's not political. That just has everything to do with obedience to God. Now notice, as I'm talking about this, I'm not saying, and you should vote for Trump, or you should vote for this person or that person. When we look at the scriptures, the issue is, what has God commanded? And are those commands just for the people of God, or are they binding on the world as well? Let me give you a newsflash here. The law of God is good for everyone. To the world, it drives them to see Jesus because the law of God shows us our sinfulness and our need for God. It helps us to cry out for God. And then for the believer, it helps us to live life. This is how life works. The law of God is good. Psalm 139, the law of God is good. 
and it's binding on every single person. And when Christians come alongside and say, oh, that the law of God's no big deal, what God has to say about this particular issue or that particular issue is not that big of a deal, it's all open-handed, like Tim Keller has done, we are in sin. When we don't take the law of God seriously, we are in sin. When we misuse the law of God, we are in sin. When we try to abdicate the law of God, we're in sin. The law of God is good, friends. And it's good for the United States of America. Where God speaks clearly, we should speak clearly. In this political season, we need to switch the conversation from politics to obedience to God. And then the question becomes, is the law of God binding only on the Christian community? Is it only good for the people of God? Or is it binding and good for the world as well? And if that's the case, then we have to take the political world serious. We have to fight for King Jesus because he is king over every sphere of authority in the world. Not just the church, not just the home, but also in the civic world. And then the work also has to be done about fleshing it out, what all that means. In this discussion, I think it's clear, and I want to challenge you, that John MacArthur was partially right, and Tim Keller was partially right. John MacArthur was right to say you cannot vote as a Christian for the Democratic Party in this upcoming election and any party that comes alongside the same values as the Biden-Harris campaign. And I think Tim Keller is right to say it is not right for us to endorse a candidate saying that Christians should vote for because your conscience may be to vote for somebody else or to write write in a vote or something like that. So friends, these are difficult waters to navigate. I realize that, but hopefully, Pastor, this has helped you to think through, again, some of these categories. Instead of being political, they are obedience and disobedience to God. And if it, and I think that's a helpful way to help your people to think through all of these issues. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.